Oh, bro, it's gonna find a different warm spot. What does the mouth say? Uh, what the mouth do? What does the the tongue box say? <laughs> yeah, Get no, it out of I, thought you, I thought he was trying to say what that mouth do, and he said it just weird. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the Noogie Cast, the number one podcast in the world. I'm your boy, Noogie, and I'm with the boys right here. What's up? What's up, Noogie? I'm a little surprised, bro. We got all these snakes all on the table. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. No context this week. This is a little surprise. What about you, Adan? Shit, you didn't even warn me, bro. You just like, hey, wake up, come over. Now I'm here. You I'm... said I got a task for you. I don't know what that means, bro. Damn, bro, I'm sorry, bro. You know, we're trying to do some some witchcraft with these snakes. How's your toe doing? It's better, bro. It's yeah. Better. It's better. Way better. All How's right. your training going, bro? My training? Oh, we're doing a half marathon, by the way. For those that don't know, I'm trying to do 13 miles. And I used to do cross country back then, but I'm fucking fat as shit now. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. So it's trying to like get those mileage back up, but we're ready for that. May 21st or 22nd? 21st. We got to tell everybody to come see us. Nugget Cast, May 21st. Us is going to sign. Greet. <laughs> meet and greet Oz, bro. Bro, they're yeah. gonna try to meet and greet me while I'm running, and I'll be like, bro, I'm fucking like, stop talking to me, get away. But um, as I digress, today I got a very special guest who's a blast from the past, an old friend from middle school. And if you've been with me in my youth journey, you'll know who this is. But if not, it's a pleasure. It's my pleasure to introduce y'all to him. He's a physical education and health teacher at Victoria Soto Charter School and Acero School, who is the head coach of girls volleyball team, where in 2022 won the regional semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, in the Chicago North Lawndale Charter Sectionals, and is also an assistant coach for the girls basketball. Apart from all that, he's an entrepreneur, a reptile hobbyist, turned breeder, and owner of a reptile store wake and snake up he's not in the nba but the motherfucker can dunk it's the <laughs> homie from school it's anthony oh, toro man. bro what's going man. on dude yeah welcome, welcome. <laughs> i'm at my boy creating resumes or something but i was you made that sound dope i want to meet this guy let's get the thing i want to meet him too bro. I, I hope he came because <laughs> damn i literally like i tried my best to do my research i was like i saw that you like one sectionals or like regionals i can't remember you posted on your story so i'm like i gotta figure out when that was is that yeah. true? Was that actually correct? I mean, yeah, we won. I mean, we won a conference. We've done that. And then we won. Yeah, I guess it was the semifinals to get to regional. So, yeah, so there's like a play-in. There was like one or two play-in matches or something like that um, within the last two years. We've won them both or got the bye through one of them and then made it to like the regional final to play. And then just, you know, get bested by some better competition and it's respectable. It is what it is. It'd but you like that. You know, right. It's, it's how far did you get? And did you did you give up or like or did you battle like that's really when we get to that point that's really what the conversation becomes because we're almost we're ready to say our goodbyes we're ready to wrap the season up it's like all right but just finish Hell with yeah. a bang so Hell yeah, yeah. appreciate it, bro appreciate the shout out and the recognition for the girls and absolutely and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and we'll dig deeper into that but um for the people that don't know who need some context anthony tor and i went to middle school and we have also a friend right here my boy freddie martinez is in the crowd <laughs> hey yo <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we went to middle school, but I um, I believe after that you went to you moved to Bolingbroke, correct? In in high school, and so we kind of just never saw you after that. 
Yeah. And I you like that. <laughs> I, I usually feel like when we're kids, right? If like they move out to another city, it feels like you just moved to another state. Like you're impossible to like yeah. see ever again. But now like we're older, like we're all reconnecting again. So it's like yeah, it's dope sure. to see you, bro. So I appreciate yeah. you coming out here and For you sure. too, Freddie. It's dope. So I'm super excited. Yeah. You guys were at Florida, no? You guys went to like a trip. I saw y'all. Oh uh, to- yeah, we just went to we just went to Miami and then we took a little road trip from Miami to uh Naples, Florida which is, you know, you basically travel all straight through the Everglades, just passing up all types of more reptiles and, you know, gators more than anything, seeing some turtles and stuff like that too, but just like, just crazy. But me and this man always doing some some crazy trips. I thought our first time <laughs> taking a crazy trip to Florida, but this one was just different. You know, we went and we, we just we just know how to have a good time, just, you know, to say, did did you get, to did, summarize it. Did you get the urge to, like, catch one of those iguanas or turtles uh, or bro, bring it back? So, man... When you said that, so we were driving past it, and you know the trail to get from Miami to where we we're going, it's just literally like it's it's a two lane road. You either going straight or you going that way. And so we're going, and we see what looks like you know shredded tires, stuff like that. Slow down, pull up around it. Turns out to be a gator. So oh, we're like, shit. damn, <laughs> is that an alligator? Because we're not used to seeing no you know no alligators in the street. So I drove like another like not even like another quarter mile. Busted a crazy U-turn to pull back up to the gator, and this time we like drive up to it, and now it's on like my driver's side of the door, and we're looking at it, and we're trying to identify like if it's dead oh, or if shit. it's alive, what the case may have been, and what we had seen, or like the conclusion was that like maybe it was hurt, you know, because it, it was obviously crossing the street at some point, it was missing one of its eyes, which could have been from a previous like scuffle with another gator or whatever the case may have been, but it wasn't moving. Literally, I was honking. Drove up to it, drove past it at like, what, 50 miles an hour. Drove past it again at like five miles an hour. Then it moved. So that's when I was like, yo, maybe we should try to pull it off to the side of the road. Like, I've seen enough shows where, like, you start covering the eyes. <laughs> then you're going to try and grab the tail. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or put your head down. You know, I was fantasizing, bro. I was, I was trying to save an animal's life. So I started fantasizing. Cranky. Yeah, yeah, no. Literally, I was, I was trying to go viral. I don't even know what was going on. But we wasn't even doing it for the cameras, bro. It was just like, yo, we got to save this animal. My homie and my girl kept me in line. Was like, yo, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. If you get out this car, we're not getting out the car with you. I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to tackle a 400, 500, 10-foot gator by myself. Freddie, Freddie so, could take it. Bro, for real, this was mad massive. My boy hits the gym, so you I was like, like, yo, Yami's like, he's gonna truck his nah, ass. I was like, all right, bet. So we ended, up, we ended up, you know, we ended up just calling, like, the local authorities, which, like, you know, the, you know, the gators there are protected and stuff like that. So call the right people. Hopefully, you know, they came and did the right thing and. Got it situated, but yeah, that was crazy. That was like within what, like four hours of him landing in Florida. Oh, that was that was like he was there. We were there for five days. <laughs> that was within four hours of him getting there. So the rest of the story is pretty fire, pretty fire as well. Dang, y'all had a different Miami trip than we did. We also went to Miami, but in December. But we were going for like a reggaeton concert. But you know, I made it out the group chat. All the boys were able to go. We're like seven guys deep. That's what's up. But we didn't see no fucking animals. I wish we'd have done something. Nah, that's nah, cool. We didn't go. We didn't Miami, go. We're yeah, more yeah, laid yeah. back, bro. Cause nonstop drinking, nonstop like clubbing. Yeah, yeah, no. like, bro. That's another side of Miami. That's that's Miami, bro. That where we were at. That was the Everglades, bro. That's swampland. We have swamp food. Like mm. see swamp creatures. Like you know, it was a little bit different. But yeah, no, Miami's dope, and it's it's that party scene. Like I'm my family's from there and stuff like that. So I've seen you know what it's like to be a, a local there, and you know mm-hmm. do the local things and the things that tourists do. We do, but like. You know, we take breaks from it. We go do some other stuff and things like that. So because I've been a kid growing up in that family, I've actually never really done the drinking and the partying and all the other stuff like that. Um, just because that opportunity hasn't presented itself. So maybe one day I'm going to just, 
you know, you could y'all could put me on maybe after the mics is on. <laughs> yeah, like after put me on, <laughs> put me on to what y'all did, and then I'll take it from there and plan another trip. Absolutely, brother. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the elephant in the room, or should I for say sure. the snakes for in the sure. room? Yeah, they are in the room for sure. They're starting to warm up. Because for starters, all right, this is going to be a two-part question. So where did the passion for snakes come from? Because, you know, I, I only met you through middle school, and I don't think mm -hmm. snakes ever has been a topic. <laughs> and then second part of the question is, what business insight, like, persuaded you to dig into this? Oh, shit. You can do it. La plata que no plata. Was that one meme? Bro, so like what business insight persuaded you to like reach such a niche business market with this fucking reptilian sales? Um yeah, so like I guess the first part of your question was like where'd the passion start? me and my family just like super into animals always been even in middle school, like when I knew you guys and knew Freddie and stuff like that, I had animals at home. I had, you know, uh, my mom's uh, and put me onto like ball pythons, which is what you see here in front of me. Um, probably one of like more common household snakes and stuff like that. Um, but I just got into like the varieties and how much they can, you know, they can be invested in and really develop, you know, in terms of like patterns and, you know, stuff like that. And it's honestly just crazy the things that are out there. So that part sparked my interest now. Right. So I was into into the reptiles. I personally, when I was younger, my mom had snakes. I had um, lizards, so I've had um, a couple bearded dragons, excuse me, a couple of iguanas, and I've had a bearded dragon in my lifetime. Growing up, you know what I'm saying, I was a shorty trying to take care of them. I did my best, but, you know, I wasn't giving it the attention that it needed. I was also still living, you know, with my parents as a student athlete, going to high school and then going away to college. It was, you know what I'm saying, it was just a lot. So, it is what it is, got out of it, kept my snakes at home, things happen, move forward to now where you know everybody's looking for a side hose looking for a business i got time i've got money to invest and i just started searching for my passions and the first one was like you know sneakers and stuff like that everybody's into sneakers everybody's got jordan's easy to set and third and people are reselling and that's a huge market so i started with that and I, I did that in high school for a little bit like if i had like if i was able to get an extra pair of shoes i'd just buy it mm -hmm. and i'll sell it like it was it was real small um didn't ever really take that serious but when i tried to take it serious this last time the, that market is just so saturated. It is. There's Hella so many saturated. People. There's so many like young kids in there like that don't really know business, don't know how to talk negotiations, don't understand, you know, wholesale and and vendors looking out for vendors, and it's it's just like, you know, everybody's just going for the top, but y'all everybody's selling the same stuff. But yeah. I'm like, that's, you know, it, again, it, it just wasn't for me. You know, waiting outside for shoes and in lines and stuff like that. I would even if I've sold to a store and I've sold to a store before with a a lot of sneakers um like a lot meaning like not a lot like plentiful like a lot like a big ass like bulk of sneakers gotcha um i i counted the, the profit that i made and i was like okay if i was standing outside for three hours and i was in traffic for like 45 minutes and then i did this four times a week or four times a month how much hours did i put in and here's my profit and it's like the per hour that i was really looking at it was just not worth it to me bro mm -hmm. and it was stressful i had con i had to really like <clears throat> market it and then always try to prove yourself you got to prove yourself to resellers. You got to verify this. You got to verify, you know, you got to verify that the seller's legit. Because I've also gotten like, you know, situations where people tried to give me fake money or, you know, whatever, you know, try to sell me fake shoes or what the fuck? bogus stuff. Like this, you know, crazy stuff, bro. So that I had to hop out of. But I still needed a side hustle. I had a snake at the time just going to an expo, which I highly recommend. Like if you're looking to get into snakes and stuff like that, just go to like your local exotic animal expo. There should be one hopefully nearby. 
that shit's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I saw Freddie. That shit's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> that he attended it, and uh, you guys had a yeah. you had your own little booth and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy, bro. He came into sport, um, because now I've started to do that because I've seen like that's where the market is. So how did I get into this? I seen that people were selling snakes, and I seen that there was a variety, and I seen that you know you know there's just there's levels to it. You can sell a fifty dollar snake. Bro, I've gone to expos and seen $10,000 snakes. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. So I'm like, and people are buying this? If at least one person on this earth is going to buy that, maybe there's something to it. Now, I'm not into $10,000 projects. I don't know people that's going to buy $10,000 snakes. Hell no. But, you know, local pet shops, people that are looking for a reptile and don't mind spending a couple couple bucks just because they know it looks real nice and stuff like that. I sell pets. Luxury exotic pets, right? Because they're, they're pretty badass to look at. And if you're into breeding... You know that you could eventually try to breed them. Try to get your money back. Like, if that's the investment you want to go. I looked at the investments. I seen people were buying. So, I got into, like, buying wholesale. Mm-hmm. Being able to take care of them. Because I know how to take care of them properly. And then if I sell them, I sell them. So, you see me at the local expos and the markets just educating. Talking to a lot of kids. I draw a lot of, like, kids' attentions and families. Which is dope. Like, I'm, you know, I'm for everybody, I guess, at that point. Um, and if the parents want to spend some bread and buy a snake for their kid, that's, that's love, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. So, so you're like the Joe Exotic instead of Tiger King. You're, you're uh, really the bro. Snake King. No, bro. <laughs> the crazy thing is like, you know, to y'all that have never seen something like this, like, yeah, I probably look like this crazy fucking like reptile dude. But this is, bro, this is nothing. No, nah, hell you yeah. really nah, dive yeah. into the niche and you start to get to know these people, bro, they got 15 foot, 16 foot, you know, poisonous alligators and all like whatever. Like if you can name it, be like, can you do this? Yes. Someone out there is doing it. Oh, and let me let me tell you what what makes a ten thousand dollar snake. Um, I mean, so that what makes a ten thousand dollar snake is gonna be the genetics for sure, the gender that's part of the snake. Um, what about size? Size for sure as well. So yeah, so if you're selling like a, a female that's ready to breed, right? You gotta think about a, a snake can lay like six to eight, ten, eight, twelve eggs, whatever at a time. On the low end, six, right? Five, whatever. You, if you're looking at that as an investment, a female can produce six of those. So if you get a ten thousand dollar female and she can produce six ten thousand dollar eggs then immediately right there you're going to get the return on your investment so that's why females adult females ready to breed would be more expensive when you're looking at like the price of a snake but i've seen ten thousand dollar juveniles like just little just tiny snakes literally just because of like the mutation so whatever the mutation is like basically the uh the pattern by the like the color if you will and so that there's just so many different variations that you can put together and then you can duplicate them. You can have some that uh, are visual, some that are hidden. Like It's just like at that point, it becomes science. So there's a science to it, which is really cool, too, because I, I do care about that. And that's, you know, intelligent. And I, I get to use that part of my brain. The punnet squares, bro. <laughs> <laughs> literally, no, yeah. literally, bro, I'll be like, okay. Like, and, the, you know, the websites that, that we use and stuff like that, they do that on its own, like to show you all the possibilities. And that's what you get. You, you are facing the odds. Or what are the odds that you're going to get a snake like this? The yeah. odds to produce a $10,000 snake. Man, you would have had to put in some money already to get that back. So Jesus. it's just crazy. So really crazy. The, the more expensive ones tends to be like girls, females. Um, so that's like you know if you're talking about male versus female, females are gonna be more expensive. But the driving price is like I said, gonna be like whatever colors and patterns that you mm-hmm. see within the snake, and how hard it was to create that. Like some, some, some things that you see require both parents to have that genetic, versus some things are a lot easier to pass on. So. And it's it, there's a market. So just like there's a stock market, just like there's a sneaker market, the market tells you what the value of what your snake that? is. And you follow that and, and how it you know goes up and down or whatever the case may be. Whatever's popular, what's in demand, 
know. So like going back with the genetic thing, so you're saying like, so for people that don't know, like a recessive gene is kind of like very rare or very uncommon trait. So we just say if it has more recessive genes, it'd be more expensive. Yep, exactly. So the, the more recessive genes is definitely be a much more expensive snake. So describe, so the snake that you have right now that you're holding, you're saying is, is very hard. You can't breed this, right? You're saying this is basically a one of a kind um yeah gold so mine right now i mean i don't know about a gold <laughs> mine but to me bro she's priceless because of so the, the feature that you're talking about is this black spot here that's called a paradox that would be like the equivalent to our birthmarks right you, you can't reproduce a birthmark no yeah. it's, it just is what it is so a paradox is just a, a distinct in pigment usually it's like maybe they're there like whatever their basic mutation was, like the, the original ball python mutation, just the black and gray gold that you see, that could be like just poking through, uh-huh. or it can just be like just added, you know, pigment as you see here. Um, she just has basically like that black spot, and so that part right there, I cannot recreate. I can breed her though, and I can breed her, and I can get her to produce another snake that has a pattern with these blotches of white. So this is called like pied or piebald. Uh huh. And so when you see the pattern with the blotches of white, ninety-nine percent chance that's a piebald ball python. That's the that's the mutation of it gotcha and that is a recessive so that one becomes a little bit more money because it's a little bit harder to create um and of course you know the looks like damn like come on bro i know you said this is an audio podcast but wait till the videos go out bro this one right here this yeah one's bro put it right this in that dope. camera this right there bro. Dope, bro holy shit yeah so how old is that one this one is probably about a year year and a half she's a slow feeder so that's the one thing about ball pop ah, excuse me ball pythons that people like kind of talk about is like their feeding habits sometimes are kind of stubborn and kind of like, you know, difficult to to grow. So if you're into the breeding and you're looking to do things kind of fast, one, that's kind of why the adult females are already more expensive. You don't got to worry about how long it's going to take them to get big. Um, two, honestly, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. So, so how do you know when they're ready to breed? Uh, just like wait, wait. There'll be some, like some common behaviors that you'll see um, within the snake, like, you know, the weight would be the first thing that you identify. And then from there, you know, obviously you want to make sure you have a male and a female. You'll pair them up. How, how can you tell? Um, so you'll do, I don't do this. I usually have like one of my friends or my, one of my guys oh, do this. So sure. there's, there's uh, two ways to do it. One, you can just, you can probe them. So when, like when they're young, you can do it while they're old. Basically like take like a small stick and see how far like up its ass it's going to go. They have an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have an ass, bro. If they have poop, they definitely have a butt. And so it's that little slit right back there. Okay, I see oh, that. Snap. Yep, yep, yep. And so, like, they're... Sen- I'm going to censor that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I guess you would say, like, I guess their reproductive organs are inside. And so, like, don't quote me on this. I don't know all the terms and stuff like that, but there's something that you're looking for. I believe you, um, bro. Yeah, everything yeah. you say, <laughs> I believe yeah, all yeah, that. No, 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 no. It's called, like, hemipenes or something like that. And the female has, like, one, and then the boy has two. So you're looking at those. And whatever you see is how you identify the snake. And then for, like, the measurement... For a female, it goes in like a certain depth, and then for the males, it goes in a different depth. Uh, yep. Another way, can, can and you not, accidentally go like harder than too far. Yeah. I mean, I mean, then oh shit, it's a are female. you that kind of guy? Nah. Are you that kind of guy to push it too far, dude? I don't know. But man. you know what I mean, right? You gotta like, go in there oh, nice and sensitive, like, dog. Like you know like, what I'm saying? <laughs> you just gotta treat it with respect. Just, like stab I mean, it or something. I, I I assume you could, but I mean, I try my best every part of my life not to hope too far no i mean just curious yeah no that no, 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 was a good question, was a good question. <laughs> crazy so like I was, i'm gonna steal your question bro but uh do you, so you don't have a plug or anything you don't got a, a source that like provides some of this stuff for you um so all the ball pythons you see that i've picked up like either like on craigslist like super low buys and some of them have had like you know i've had the rehab just bought them in like 
terrible conditions just because people were, you know, didn't have time for it and stuff like that. So I just kind of take it off their hands, almost like an adoption, if you will. Um, and I take care of it. And then at that point, if I can sell, I can sell it. Otherwise, it's, it's part of my personal collection. Like whatever I bought, I didn't mind spending the money because I'm just going to keep it. And these snakes live to be like 15, 20, 30 years old, if you want them to be. And if I really want to sell them, shit, I got 15, 20 years to find one person that wants to sell them. So, you know, back to like the business side of it, I didn't see this as like any waste. I, I didn't, I couldn't see how I was wasting money. I enjoyed it, right? And it's, and if it's stacking up, it's stacking up. But how much work I put into it just always felt pretty consistent with the small number I have. Like I said, I told y'all, I got a small collection, but compared to what you really see that's out there, like people have rooms just full of hundreds and thousands of snakes. So what's it like then like at home, like um, storage wise and like, uh, I assume like the feeding, I don't, you don't want to bathe them or anything. Um, I'm asking dumb questions. Like, <laughs> no, these are, these I are like... all, these are all valid questions. So, well, back to the plug thing. So I, I don't got like a snake plug. Like I got, I got friends that are in the community now mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's, there's certain pet stores that are out there that are more reputable than others. You know, that's once you're just in it and you start talking and networking, you just learn these things. But you know, like I said, it, it is similar to the sneaker market where it's saturated with like similar mutations. Yeah. Like a lot of people are selling ball pythons. A lot of people are selling pie ball pythons. So you got to respect the price that they're selling for and just the market is what it is. Mm. You joined, you they, knew what you were getting it. into. Yeah. You you make that choice to get into this genetic. That's on you now if it's selling or not selling, whatever the case may be. So I've got to plug. I just got friends that do certain things, people that are that specialize in their own interest because you can't really look at the whole money thing because if it never sells, it never sells. So at least if it don't sell, like I said, you got to like the shit that you own. So I just have friends with people that like different shit. Um, I do have a rat plug, though. <laughs> I do have a rat plug because, you know what I'm saying, that's something that I'm not into right now. Which Every is, alley in Chicago, bro. Dude, oh my God, no. Nah, you should see the ones I get. They're, they're just about the size of that. Um, frozen? I, I get frozen. Sometimes I, you know, I do feed live. I know there's like a lot of controversy around it, but with the ball pythons, bro, like sometimes they just won't eat. Like if they choose not to eat frozen. And I know there's some people that will say like, well, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. I don't mind it. It's out there. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't know why people mm. pretend like that. It's not. It is what it is. There's a food chain and snakes are above rats. So I got a rat plug because I don't breed rats. Like there's some people that literally go as far as to have so many damn snakes. If they don't want to lose money by buying rats and stuff like that, they, they have to produce their own. Oh. So on top of breeding, you know, a bin of snakes. They also have a bin of, you know, 50, 100, 200, 300 rats. I thought they were breeding rats for the sake of like, okay, we got this like muscular, meaty like rat that will now produce like a better, beefier snake and like nah. moving the calories. But that's just basically- Nah, the rats snakes. are the rats, bro. The rats are the rats. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking too hard. <laughs> the rats are the rats. It's premium rats. Nah, oh. I mean, I guess there are premium rats, but like the rats people, are the rats, People bro. that eat bison meat, like they become like over time and generation, like just taller, bigger people. So yeah. I thought like- Well, there actually is whoa. different types Faster of rats. rats. actually is, snakes. There actually is different types of rats that people do buy like depending on you know what you want or like a mouse versus buying a rat if i'm trying to beef up a a, a snake i'm gonna buy rats because they're denser and calories like kind of what you're like what you're saying mm-hmm. the meat's different it's a denser fatter mammal so that's what i'm gonna feed and when you get to bigger animals like i said i got ball pythons what's the biggest shit i got in my collection people will like you know boas and, and burmese pythons and reticulated pythons and stuff like that gets like 15 plus feet dude they're feeling they're feeding you know rabbits and small pigs and yeah bro frozen oh, you know frozen yeah. you know and we ain't just throwing in live piglets in there and just shit that's fucked up but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess i don't know if i i don't know if i can say that's fucked up because i just said i feed rats nah you cool it'd be fucked up if it was a pig if it was a pig can you imagine like a 
No. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if it's the same analogy. When it's that big, I mean. I don't know if it's the same analogy. You can't just say, like, oh, here, have a couple. Like, I'm going to have a couple rats. Yeah. I just feel like. big. Yeah, but. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine. I feel like I wouldn't be cool with throwing in a live pig in there, but I'm cool with throwing in a live rat. But then I, I said the food chain statement. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't Look, know. We, I feel we, like a pig has stomped the shit out of a small rat, but. We've seen slaughterhouses. <laughs> we've yeah. seen how, like, meat's yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sorry, guys. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that, but uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, how about these things? What, how, how much do they eat? Like, let's just say, like, I don't know how often you feed them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, that's also a personal choice, how often you want to feed them. I'm into breeding, so I try to. I don't power feed, so power uh-huh. feed is like a method of like almost like overfeeding your snakes. I don't like to overfeed them. Um, I just feed them a little bit more frequently. So I'll feed them, um, usually try to feed them every week, depending on the snake. If the snake just moved up to like a newer rat size, I'll go like bi-weekly. Like from a small to medium rat, mm-hmm. I might have that snake eat bi-weekly for like a month or two to see if they really gain some size and then just take down weekly medium rats because they'll, they'll grow fast. Oh. They'll grow fast. They'll get pretty, they'll get pretty thick pretty fast. If they're not refusing any meals. But like I said, the ball python sometimes, you know, will refuse a meal or two. So does the head grow with it? Yep. The head will grow. And I got a couple different sizes here, but none of these are like, this, the, this white one right here is probably like the most adult, um, but she's not that old. She's just like full size. She can get bigger because I have a boy at home. I didn't bring him. He just, he just ate a couple days ago. So I didn't want to bring him today, but uh, bro, his head is big. His head's way bigger than hers. Like, shit, I'd, I'd say like almost twice the size of hers. <laughs> and these guys already ate? You don't got a rat? No, ah, <laughs> like uh, dude, that's. I mean, if y'all want to bring me for a party, we could do a live feeding. Not a live <laughs> feeding. We could do a, a frozen, like the frozens. Mm-hmm. I got, I got videos on my Instagram of me feeding frozen. That's but people, cool. That's cool. People fuck with that, but hey, man, if you need a safety word, if it's like constricting your arm, nah, just, these just are let us know, bro. These are cool. I'm waiting for y'all to ask when when y'all can hold them. Chill, bro. I want this guy to hold that's, them. Get that's that's what I'm waiting guys for. Are I'm waiting for y'all to ask. They're <laughs> dope. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, they're they're chill, bro. When y'all ready, like. It's going to be chill because we've been talking, right? The lights have been on. I've been moving. Yeah. And they've just been chilling. So Anybody I can grab moving? one of these at least? Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. You can grab I mean, yeah, no. if you want, bro. I don't want to yeah, interrupt y'all process with the interviews and shit like that. No, nah, it's cool. No, I, if I there's any things. video segments that you want to go ahead and throw in, I think y'all should definitely hold some fucking snakes. <laughs> so so, so oh, yeah. this one, what does that one eat? The okay. Mexican. So the Mexican black king snake at that size, she's eating uh, pinky mice, which is basically like a newborn mouse. Oh, no a newborn way. mouse, yeah. That's wow. But Straight. that's so tiny. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes if they can't handle that, you might just cut off like pieces of that frozen mouse and then feed that. Like I could take like the leg off of a small rat and feed it to her if I wanted to. So the thing about king snakes, their name that king in it means like, bro, they're going to eat anything. They're, they're a king snake because they're known to eat other snakes as well. Holy so you man. can't really like, you, like the way I have these ball pythons mm-hmm. paired up, I couldn't do that with the king snakes and so sometimes even with pairings and breedings like you know things happen he's top g yes yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, that. yeah. That's... by itself king snake bro just gotta respect them. <laughs> you see? Um, but they're they're still docile like they're not gonna try and they're not gonna eat you they're hella hella small like they get to like four or five feet they stay skinny Dang. um i got actually a more adult size one of that kind of snake um that i could bring out in a second but i was just showing oh, that the mexican one yeah so i got the the mexican black king snake and then I've got a California king snake. So same species, like just different localities and different patterns. I'll, I'll see that one. I'm about to embark right now, people, for all our audio listeners. I'm going to be holding a what now? Um, This is going to be a California king snake. You got this, bro. He's going to be holding Anthony's snake. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Yo. Dude, he's more active. Yeah, yeah so these are going to be, uh, the king snakes are definitely more active than the, oh, than the ball pythons, just naturally. What do you recommend for... 
what I recommend. Honestly, I just re- recommend trying to support <laughs> as much of its body as you can. Try to support like like its whole like because um, like bone, right? It's all you would like... want to support like the middle and like the back half. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Leave like some room on the neck. Leave some room on the head for it to move. I never try to put my hands in front of it, just for the sake of again respect the animal. Mm-hmm. They are not going to do anything if you don't provoke it to do anything. But animals are animals. What Your provokes dogs, it? I mean, if it felt un- like unstable, like if it felt like it was going to fall. If I smelled like rat, if I smelled yeah. like, you know, I was about to feed oh, it right now. Um, I'm a snack right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise, that's really not a deal, the only two things. Because they're chill, bro. They're not looking to, to kill you. They're looking to eat. Think about it in the wild, bro. They're literally just looking to survive every day. That's the only thing they, they care about. So when they're domesticated, they do know their feeding schedule. That's crazy. Mm. Like, on a Saturday night, bro, I'll have people over. And, like, all my snakes are just at the front of their... You know, their bins or their tanks because they know. They're waiting. Yeah, this is usually the time they eat. Um, So they do know their schedule and stuff like that. And they can sense when they smell a rat or they know when they're about to eat. But right now, it's this is this is chill time. This is the hang out. That king snake, black snake, grows as big as this one? Yeah, so that one's, that one's about full size. You want to carry this one too, bro? I highly recommend it. It feels like... Nah, bro, I'm trying nice. to think about what it feels like. Yeah, describe like, it, bro. Use uh, man, use down, your words. Bro. Down, bro. Yeah, use your down, words. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, <laughs> boom, boom. people get it for the first time and they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> he didn't know how to sit down. You didn't know how to breathe. Like, people are just like, dude. But it's like man. the realization of like, you know what? Not that I know, like, not assuming that y'all were scared or anything like that, but like the realization scared, that you're cool, bro, and it's kind of being cool. It's, it's like, it's bro, <laughs> I'm, hold, I'm holding like the devil symbol and I'm just getting all deep in there. Hey, like, I let people say what they want to say. I'm like, but you enjoyed it, right? <laughs> that's what, that's what you were cool. You was calm. I bet. That's insane. I like this guy. Yeah. What would your name? Change his name, bro. I don't know. What's, What's his, his name? name? That's Sweetie. Sweetie? Yeah. yeah. I like the name. Yeah, she's calm. Feels like Lazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. We can make a boot out of it. Dude, this is totally Python. It's our modelo, bro. I already told no, me. No, no way. There's only a bigger type of python. That's probably like one of those 15 foot or 16 footers that I'm talking about. I'm about to talk to the guy that made this. I'm like, you lied to me. <laughs> Dang. So these are our bigger ones too. I'm scared to hold them, but I'm down. I'll take those out once we put that one away. Okay. Because like I said, bro, it's the king snakes. Out. The king snakes. No, no, no. They have a quick. The they have a quick one. feeding response. So Dang. when they're hungry, bro, they'll they'll move. Especially with these guys out. They might. They might sense. You know, they might be sensing each other now as we speak, just like in terms of scent. But with snakes, it's usually like a lot of like heat, you know, mm. heat glands, heat sensors and things like that. Oh, that's and right. So, they they sense like, uh, like, what's that one? Like, it's not x-ray gamma. It's yeah, like thermo, thermo uh, or whatever. Let's just try to pretend like we know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone fact check us after this. All right, I'm on Yeah, Hand it to your boy. Hand it to your boy. Hand it to your boy. We want to see the other ones. We put that one up. We can bring out all the other ones. feels great. Give like, Anthony this one. I want to. I want to. Like, we're like grounding you. Oh, not Jen. Bro, chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, it's gonna find a different warm spot. What does the mouth say? Uh, what the mouth do? What does the what does the tongue the box say? <laughs> Get it out of that. I thought he was trying to say what that mouth do, and he said it just weird. No, 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 no. What does the tongue say when? He's doing that. I mean, it's just alert. Yeah. It's just paying attention. It's like it's detector. Yeah, it's Sorry, just paying I attention. Call it it. It's no. her detector. And when you go to these shows, do you see like venomous snakes too? Um, at the shows, no, because that's typically like a rule. Like you can't bring the venomous snakes in. But like yeah. you follow these people on Instagram, you just get to talk to them, or they probably yeah, have their people own. guide. Bro, a lot of people are like into cobras. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people are into rattlesnakes. 
different vipers. Like, if you think of like a badass snake name, you're like, damn. Oh wait, that's venomous. Well, someone still doesn't care about that. <laughs> they want to say that they yeah, own that shit. like the like the like the black mambas, like really really dangerous snakes. Like high end, bro. What, like what is that market like? Like I know you can't like obviously someone like just can't buy one of those, mm-hmm. but like is that illegal or? Uh, so different states have like different permits of what you can and cannot mm-hmm. own. Um, and then shout out to US Sark. That's like the organization that like fights for our rights to own certain animals and stuff like that. There's actually like. A big controversy going on right now. There's these guys in Florida that went into like this pet owner's, you know, shop, and you know, there's more details to the story, so don't quote me on everything. Mm-hmm. But they went in there basically to euthanize a bunch of his snakes because oh. they weren't allowed to be there, and they accidentally euthanized like a pregnant female that was allowed there, and so they just completely killed it. Yeah, they they fucked up. Like you're not. They went in there like, you know, it was uns- it was an unsolicited euthanization. So I was like, oh. So that's a big thing going on with like U.S. Arc and realizing that's like, you know, we put in these laws and we say these things and you still do this, right? So all in all, to answer your question, there are permits of what you can and cannot do. But, you know what I'm saying, there's there's also that undercover market. There's also, if you know somebody, you know somebody. Or shit, some people like fucking, like if you're really crazy and into it, like go and wild catch. Like something from Gardens. somewhere where it's supposed to be and then bring it back type shit. Like, you know, it's just, I'm telling you, bro, like I am... A small hobbyist in this shit. So don't go on. We don't do nothing like that. Look oh, out yeah. Look out for me in like two, three years. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have auto vocab. I'm going to have all this shit going for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I wrote a book on that. But, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's where I'm going to be. But right now, like, I'm just trying to educate and teach people shit. And I'm still learning. So, like, the things that I'm telling you right now, bro, I've probably learned within the last, like, 12 to 18 months. And it's, it's mind-blowing still to be a part, a small part of what that is. Does this have lungs? For sure. Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, that's. Just, I mean, yeah, they have lungs. Why? Wow, what you feeling? You feeling something? I'm seeing something. It's like nah, it's my own heartbeat. It's just like yeah, it's just like. Well, they have hearts. They have lungs. They have, you know, anatomy. Yo, we're gonna touch on this eventually. Oh, but like, do you uh, show this to your students? Do you have like in the uh, classroom yeah, or anything? Yeah. So like, one thing about me in the classroom is I I expose them to like my whole life. Like I love. I love my life. I love like where I've started, where, I've, where I've, what I've gone through, who I've become, what I am now. And even if it's like weird, like not everybody's into this, I share it, bro. And yeah. there's some kids that are into it. There's some kids that are like, whoa, no. <laughs> whoa, no, I'm not going to do that. But whoa, Mr. Toro, that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I show my kids at, at school a lot of what I do. And part of that, you know, a big part of that is my snakes. So if you got like 20 snakes in your personal collection, uh, do each individual one have to have like a, like a type of enclosure? Or do you have them like... Like right now, how these two are grouped? Like, like you have enclosures that have like two or three of them at a time. No, nah, yeah. They each have to have their own. For the snakes, they all have their own enclosure. Okay. The only time that they're buddied up is if it's two females and like maybe I'm doing a show. Like right now, mm-hmm. like we're just you know for the hour or so that we're talking, they'll be in there. But then after that, I'll separate them when we get back home. Um, I will take them a bath. Like you know, you're asking if you take them baths. I do take them baths. Usually, just like quick like rinses, just to kind of like disinfect and make sure. You know, the sanitation for these is something that I take very serious because. You know, them getting sick can be, you know, very dangerous for them and stuff like that. So I do take COVID. that part serious. COVID, bro. They don't want to, can't, can't, catch, can't give a, a snake COVID. Um, not that we have COVID, so we're not going to speak that into existence. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not manifesting that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all have their own closures. They're cool. I have, obviously, I have like my personal collection that I want to keep like for my lifetime. And do those I try to put in like nicer display tanks and stuff like that with like nicer bedding and, you know, the whole, the whole nine. And then I have like my snakes that are like are part of like my breeding projects or just like you know, I'm looking to sell those, you know, I don't give them like nothing, but mm-hmm. I put them in obviously like, 
you know, more enclosures for, you know, a higher mass of snakes, like, you know, um, snake bins, if you will, snake yeah. racks or what, you know, what we call them, stuff like that, which is basically like a bookshelf. Um, and you got to get the right sizes, but it's basically like a bookshelf with small, like, shoe boxes that just slide in and out. And the snake goes in, you slide it in, and when you're ready, you just pull the snake out. And they're cool with it. Like, honestly, the snakes, the snakes that I use that don't need to climb and don't care about doing anything like that, you know, they're, they're pretty fine in the enclosures I got them in. And you can tell if they're not by, like, their behaviors. Like, if it's not eating, if it's constantly, like, pushing up or pushing out, like, obviously trying to find a way to escape. Um... So when you pay attention to those things, you just know how to take care of them and how to, you know, upgrade and just do things the right way. Like these right now, you can tell they're kind of getting annoyed with being in there. They're looking to to stretch out, be out, be with us. They're probably also hungry for sure because, like I said, the, the weekends they know they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. So, right, they haven't eaten last night. It's still Sunday, so they're still kind of like in feeding mode. Oh, fuck. But they ain't going to do nothing to y'all, like I said. They're more than anything probably just uncomfortable right now with the lights and looking for a better hide, like a better hideout. How often does like shedding happen? Um, that's a good question. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how often you're feeding them. I've always noticed like, you know, they'll show signs of shedding, which signs of shedding, like their color will change. They'll turn into like almost like a matte version of whatever color they're supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, like just like real dull in color. And then their bellies will get like real, real pink. Right, just almost like shedding, like irritation. Almost looks like a sunburn, mm. right underneath. Oh, okay. um, but it's not. It's just they're dry. They're ready to shed. Um, and so then, usually they'll maybe take one more meal, and then they'll they won't eat, and they'll just wait for their skin to shed off. That can happen like once a month, twice a month, you know, once every other month. So oh, it just so kind of depends. It, it is it is frequent. Yeah, it's not like a once a year kind of thing. Oh. It's it's as the snake is growing. So even like my older, like I got like a. A 13, 10, 13 year old snake at home, ball python, everything like that. He still sheds, but way slower mm-hmm. than my other snakes because he's not growing anymore. He's yeah. he's just maintaining his his body weight. That's a good question though. Nobody's I never really asked, but I've always thought about like how yeah. frequently they are or should be shedding. Bro, their movement is so like you know distorted way. Dude, I'm, I'm surprised they're so relaxed. So one way that you yeah. can tell like a snake is actually feel like it's kind of like folding out of your hands. Like as if you're like holding slime and it's just like it literally is collapsing. Yeah. Exactly, bro. That's that's a sign of comfort. God, excuse me, comfort. That is a sign of comfort. They're chilling, bro. If they were not chilling, they would be tense. They would be very rigid. You would feel them just like sticking straight up. They they, they would tighten up. So they're cool, bro. Y'all y'all doing what y'all need to do, man. Y'all enjoying it. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna hand this back to you because he's uh. You want to hold his arm? No, I don't okay want to pearl. pearl I mean, I already messes. Anybody else want poo? Understandably, this poo shiesty. So. Freddie, you want one? She's understandably not. The, <laughs> she's understandably not the people's favorite, but uh, I needed to bring some some variety to show y'all. I've had I have actually had you know the smaller snakes tend to be a little bit more snappy just because they're they're more defensive. They have more shit to fear yeah, <laughs> right? they're, bad, they're they're brand new to this earth um yeah. so i've <laughs> had this earth wait what i mean what like, that mean i mean just born oh i thought like, <laughs> the, the, the race no 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 no, no 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 i, I mean like let me like yeah no 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 i mean like this shit just uh shit just came out here so interactions with everything is not its specialty um but the, the story that i was trying to get at one time i was cleaning up at the end of an expo and um I was about to put one of the snakes away, and the kid's like, oh, my God, it's biting you. And I was like, wait, what? And sure enough, like, one of the Mexican black king snakes had, like, my finger in its mouth. I didn't even notice. Holy like, that's just how, like, soft the bite was. It was just holding on to there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then it let go immediately, and I put it in its 
you know enclosure and we went home it's like those dogs like they're just trying to play around like they're not actually trying to bite you like you can put your hand no nah, they ain't trying to play around they're trying to tell you don't play around with me oh okay. <laughs> one thing about snakes they don't play around that's, that's the snakes are 100 percent for real and serious at least that's the way i look at them and respect them you know what I'm saying? He yeah. was inviting me to be like, hey, buddy. He was like, yo, you're kind of annoying me. Oh, damn. <laughs> you're kind of annoying me. Because it was after I had just grabbed him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he, I might have started him. I might have surprised him. Maybe he was asleep. Whatever the case may have been, you know? So Absolutely. it's a defensive a defensive bite as opposed to like a bite to like try and eat and kill. Because they, they're only going to try and eat and kill if it's smaller and they think they can dominate it. Yeah. They got night vision, bro. Um, they honestly have like not even the best vision. Uh -huh. So night vision isn't, they're nocturnal. So yeah. I don't know. I, I would assume then their night vision is dope. But like I said, they are, they use their heat sensors. So people think that snakes go out and hunt. Snakes do not go out and hunt. Snakes are ambush predators. So they just chill, bro. I think I can feel they're the relaxed. shedding on this one. You can feel what? Is it shedding? No. What are you feeling? Oh, shitting? Okay, never mind. I thought, shedding I thought or I shitting? shitting? If you felt, oh, if you said I'm shitting, kidding. I was thinking no, 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 that you could feel. I was like, no, that you could feel? No, no, shedding. That's going to suck. 100% shitting. But hopefully, in your hopefully not. Oh, Damn. I thought I felt it shedding. No, you're good. No, you'll, you'll know. On the no, you, won't, you won't feel it shedding. You would know. Oh, I wouldn't even brought it feel shedding. It wouldn't even look as badass oh. as she does right now. Looks nice. She's chilling, bro. She looks clean, bro. Yeah. yeah the white yeah, the white looks pretty clean. Damn, what were we just talking about? Before she'll make scare. a cool ass belt bro. the shitting scare <laughs> uh, yeah. alright we're gonna get this moving forward now so, yeah yeah let's so get the thank questions. you for the snakes bro so that's honestly like your passion your side hustle but yeah it's a side hustle it's a little hobby it's, it's, it's something to do it's cool but your main thing right now is that you're a, a teacher and a coach and I just wanna ask you know where did that come from as well? Because I, I don't want to have a Nardwar moment, but did Mr. Quinn, is that his name? Because the fact that this one of our gym teachers is making like mad bank at our middle school, did that like inspire Mr. You? Quinn? I mean, I can I can think about the name you're saying and I do remember that being a P teacher. The guy with the goatee. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah. But I don't remember having like any like connection or like a relationship with that guy for him to be like, yeah, that was my inspiration. <laughs> uh, so hell no, not Mr. Quinn. <laughs> um, so Mr. He, Roscoe from... <laughs> he wasn't your hero. No, no, I don't have no no PE teacher heroes. I don't like, man. It's just what I do. My uh, my family is like super involved in like education. Like a lot of them have been teachers or oh, counselors or things of that, that nature. Um, you know, my dad he teaches and stuff like that as well. And so he like put me onto it. I found like, you know, like people think like teachers don't make nothing. This and a third, and it's like true in some areas, um, but it's not true in other areas. Teachers do make a decent living and a salary. Maybe you got to deal with different variables, but you know, it is what it is. What, what, what are you signing up for? Is something you have to know kind of an idea of when you sign up. And usually, how much you're getting paid is going to tell you, right? If you're getting paid more, well, you probably have more responsibilities. Yeah. If you're getting paid less, you probably have less responsibilities. Or maybe you have a better team, you have more people. So that's how that, you know, the money gets split, whatever the case may be. Um, point being, how I got into it was. Um, I mean, in college, I didn't start off as a PE major. I started off with athletic training because I wanted to do medical, but I also wanted to be involved with sports. Like mm -hmm. I was a huge, you know, sports fan. I love sports. I loved being an athlete when I was an athlete. And, you know, all that was super dope. Went into athletic training, thought that was what I wanted to combine, like my two passions and also develop a career that I can be in, you know, secure and longevity wise and have money and all that good stuff. But I didn't really like it. <laughs> I, I was cool. I was good at it. It was it was fun. It was real hard. Like I, the classes were crazy. I was taking all these anatomy classes, doing a bunch of different labs, and I was good at it. Um, but I just didn't enjoy it because it was like early mornings. Sometimes I wasn't doing anything. I was just like sitting at practice. And then there were, you know, there's also like 
a lot of weight like on you like you know what i'm saying you have to care about these athletes and people are invested in these athletes and when something happens you are responsible for taking care of these athletes so that could mean you know one trainer was telling me that she had to drive from where i went to school which is in the middle of, middle of illinois to chicago simply because that student athlete had to go to the doctor in chicago so that was part of her responsibility to be there for that student and then get the messages relayed from the doctor all that you know all that stuff like that that she was doing and i was like for what and then i looked at the and i looked at the pay and that wasn't convincing to me and then as i was in classes they were talking about yeah this is develop this is becoming like one of those jobs where you can try and get it with a bachelor's degree but you're probably gonna have to get a master's degree mm. and then you're probably if you really 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 go crazy you know because a lot of people step into athletic training to do physical therapy mm-hmm. but then you got to go to physical therapy school and i was like dude that's so much and i'm not even getting the return on investment that I want. I'm not enjoying it and the money's not really there. So then I talked to one of my one of my guys at the time. He was double majoring in athletic training and PE. So I was talking to him and he was like, man, let's have lunch. I was like, all right, bet. Sat there, we talked for a decent amount of time. And basically at the end of the conversation, he was like, you need to go into PE, bro. Everything you're saying is, is this, bro. It's not here. And then I talked to my dad who also, you know, teaches at a high school and stuff like that. And, you know, he teaches PE. He's taught a variety of subjects. Um, PE being one of his main, he was talking to me and I was just like, okay, like this is making sense. And then looking back at it, like it does combine a lot of my passion still. Like I didn't realize how passionate I was about like mentoring until I kind of like accepted the responsibility, but I didn't realize like I've always been kind of good with that. I've always loved talking with like my younger family members or talking kids at the park or whatever the case may be. I've just been good at like getting people together. I've obviously loved sports and I'm still a part of that every day. And so it just worked out, bro, perfectly. Like I shit you not, bro. Perfectly. Other than the fact that I had to do an extra year of college, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. I was just like, whatever. It is what it is. Because I also added the health endorsement, which is separate. People think health and PE is automatic. No, you got to go to both separately. What? So then I did that, and I did the extra year of school. Not a big deal. Um, COVID was like my student teaching. Like when I was student teaching, that's when mm. COVID started. Oh. And so that got all messed up. I didn't get to graduate across the stage after five years of school. You know what I'm saying? But like I was still in a hell of a position bro for my age and how quickly i found my i found my job before graduation and the location everything that i wanted like my little marks bro this school was checking it off it was early in the application process so i was set so i didn't like even though all the covid and everything like that happened i was still like just appreciative and grateful that the route i took how i changed my major how i found it worked out exactly and like how close it is to my crib and stuff like that like everything was was perfect bro and then like the opportunities to coach that was something I didn't even want to do. Like, I never thought about that. And when we're in college for PE, they're always talking about coaching and coaching and coaching. You know, the, the big thing that they say is like, PE is not like coaching. Don't try to teach your students like you're teaching your athletes. Whatever. I'm not like that. <laughs> um, I treat everybody, you know, equitably. I like to think like, if you're not an athlete, I'm going to understand that. But I'm going to try to get you to do what I think your next step would be. If you are an athlete, I'm not going to get you to do what that kid's doing. I'm going to get you to try to do whatever next step you could potentially be at. And so that also comes to like the mentoring and like pushing kids to like see can you do better if this is your first time how how quickly can you grow if you just you know stay determined or stay focused or keep trying whatever the case may be bro like so the mentoring thing kind of came as a surprise as to like one of my passions that was like you were just like naturally gifted in that you didn't even know it that it was just like there the whole time i mean it was cool i knew i wanted to like once obviously i started getting into the teaching i started doing student teaching and talking with older students like when i started doing like high school clinicals and stuff like that one of two things happened. One, I was kind of like, eh, because the demographic of the students I was with student teaching 
was not the demographic that I would want to be at, you know what I'm saying, school-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, like, economic status, in terms of uh, racial and, and diversity, in terms of those main two things. And those main two things are huge social factors in what that school is, what it can, cannot do, while the students are socially, emotionally, all these, all these different things like that. I knew I wanted to work in a school that was serving minority students. I wanted to serve, I want to go to a school that, you know, like, that we went to. I got ah uh, bro. I every day, I am at my high school thinking, damn, this is just like Lincoln, dude. And I tell people about Lincoln that didn't go to Lincoln, like my high school friends from Bolingbroke, and they're like, wait, what? I was like, bro, it's nothing. You don't even <laughs> want to know. Like, I don't know what was going on in that middle school when we were there from that time period, bro. But nutty stories. It's like bro. it was. It was crazy. That was not a high school experience. I mean, that was not a middle school experience. That was definitely like a high school. Experience. It really did, bro. Um, but I wanted to touch on this too because um, since you were being a volleyball coach, so obviously you, me, and Freddie right here, we were on the volleyball team in middle school. Yeah. But we had this one coach who, like, I don't know if you're traumatized. I remember she yelled at you. She yelled at me. <laughs> like, she was just such a <laughs> like. I don't know what to say, bro. But she's just being like hard for no reason, bro. She was screaming at us, and I'm like, bro, how are you, like? Like, it sounds like you're a way better coach with, like, your girls and, like, you're much better in understanding and have, like, a better technique and, like... Uh, maybe. No, I'm oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, They're going to comment right now, like, no, fuck, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Toro. Coach Toro. Dude, that's crazy. Lying. That's even crazy oh, that, that people are calling you that. It's like, Mr. Toro, like, yeah. I, it's so weird to me. To, like, yeah. Uh, usually they don't... The mystery would be, like, when I'm teaching. Coach Toro, maybe that happens. Usually people call me Toro. Like, they, they start getting real comfortable they start getting a little too comfortable but um is your, is your middle name joseph yeah it is <laughs> be like yo joseph nah yeah they don't know all that they just toros they're cool with that um wait so what was, what was your original question how, I, how am i as a coach like compared yeah, to our like, coaches yeah and, how are you like dealing it because um i saw that you like you guys won a re- regional like uh was it semifinals? yeah yeah like is like i've seen so many like fucking motivating like uh coach movies right like where they're trying <laughs> to change the culture as opposed to like kind of like forcing all these drills and all that so like what what kind of like ways are you kind of promoting this like volleyball like culture and so maybe basketball as well because i know you're an assistant yeah yeah i mean i kind of do both because i mean i deal with similar athletes on both and you know our school is small that's, that's another reason why it reminds me so much of lincoln i mean that's how lincoln was too like the same athletes i was doing volleyball did basketball literally and those were the only two sports that we had <laughs> at that school which is crazy that that's actually the only two sports it, that do, it does i'm like why wasn't soccer at one nothing of them? why didn't like, we have soccer or track like it's just running oak park had everything too i'm like dude that we had like, <laughs> our childhood was literally like we had to run around the block <laughs> for like pe and stuff like that and anyway we're, we're in uniforms that was, that was goofy yeah um my school does have uniforms but like you know that's a different battle for pe and whatever um but no, some of the coaches that we had back in the day, yeah, we're kind of like off the wall. That was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some things that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything right now because, like, you know, I'm saying it is what it is. But like in basketball, man, you, I don't, you weren't on a basketball team, but no. our coach was for sure definitely way too hard and way too serious for the group of young boys that he was mm. like coaching. Was it Crawley, yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah. I mean, bro, it was cool with me, but like when it was the team, bro, he would sometimes trip and like you know, he always had like. That intimidation factor. He wanted to be up like he was always like crazy and high intense. I am like that. I am intense. Like I I bring passion to the game, but I also have like, you know what I'm saying? I also coach women. So I do have a softer side and I kind of try to take on this this big brother role, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like when I talk to them, like, you know, I, I still stress college and I stress grades. And I really talk about the importance of like friendships and stuff like that. Cause like all my friends, bro, and granted, we're here today. And what'd you just say? We met middle school volleyball. And we're here today, like still hanging out, talking, like yeah. we've gone to parties together. We've said happy birthday at least 
once since after middle school. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that are the things that I talk about. So I do talk about like, you know, hard work and work ethics stuff like that. And I am trying to change, like not trying to change the sports culture, but because I came into the program and I was the head of the program immediately when nobody else was with me, I had an opportunity to kind of take take it from there how I wanted to. Yeah. So that was difficult because I had some seniors and stuff like that were looking to do what they knew. And then there were like some juniors that were there that was kind of like, we're just, we're just here, like whatever, we're new. And then I was new, but like almost like fake it till you make it. Like I was mm. figuring it out. And I had hired actually another friend from that same middle school volleyball team. Shout out Tony, Tony Sanchez. I put out a, no I put way. out a, Tony I put, bro, I put out a now hiring little <laughs> ad for, for, for volleyball and he responded. So I've got him working there for the last two years too. That's and he insane. was in charge of my JV team. And then I brought him up to my varsity team, bro. And he played collegiate volleyball. So like, that's just like an idea of like what I'm doing. Like the people that I'm bringing around the stu- the girls, what I'm showing them, you know, he's also going to school and like getting his vet tech license and all this stuff like that too. Bro, I, I, I bring role models around and I, I have people demonstrate and lead by example. Mm-hmm. We do the drills with them, bro. And we take them and we expose them to like real life shit. Like I took them to a, a college volleyball game, mm-hmm. you know, because girls physically... And that and that team were living in a small bubble of like what they can and cannot do. That's they the were not thing. used to like the physical. When I moved to the suburbs, bro, <laughs> I was gonna say because like with the minority aspect, like we're kind of like you know I can we can all speak from experience that like, we're kind of like stuck here. We're kind of like I don't know if it's just like the system that kind of like encloses mm-hmm. up to not expose us to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean everybody's a little bit more comfortable at home, right? You're a little bit more sheltered, a little more comfortable at home, and like usually the lack of you know, typically lack of money, unfortunately, it's so like a lack of opportunity. So when I moved to the suburbs, bro, and like these people had more money, I, my family, just not get it twisted. <laughs> we did not become rich all of a sudden and then move to the suburbs. We had a little bit more money to afford to rent a house in an area where I could go to a nicer high school. And that was literally the only thing. Like that was the only thing. And I only moved there to go to high school and then we moved right out. Like my mom moved to another spot for then my sister go to high school. Oh, snap. Yeah. So it was really like a power move on my family. And it made sense, bro, because I met a lot of people that were in different brackets in terms of like money and and status, but also athletics, bro. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy athletes that I met at that high school. People that have gone to the NFL, the NBA, multiple division one athletes for football, basketball. Uh, I I played baseball, but I can't think of anybody that went D1, but still collegiate athletes that were good. So that was was like just crazy. And so I just thought about, you know, I know when y'all went to Morton, it was not like going to Lincoln. I didn't go to Morton, so it is what it is. But... I, I didn't, so I didn't know what y'all experienced was what I'm trying to get at. But from what I knew, it was like what you were saying. In the suburbs, they were doing this, and a third, our weight room, our facilities, mad, crazy, bro. Which Morton also has good stuff, which is great. Recently, I feel like too. Yes, mm-hmm. more recently. This place was mad established, bro, already. And like when I say established, I mean like they almost have like a farm system of like, like, you know, like their football program at the high school level is very intense. And if you trickle, you know, trickle it down, the community Bolingbroke youth football program is also equally as intense, bro. Kids have highlight tapes. Like what people start Instagrams for their kids because they just know, like, all right, this kid's falling into this this pattern, and it's a pattern at that school just because of the work ethic, bro, and the dedication from the coaches, the the like full support of like different parts. Like there's something called whole school, whole child, whole community. If everybody's invested into this child, then this child really can do something teach other people, and then we just repeat that cycle. They figured it out. They got that recipe. Summers figured that shit out, bro. I was like, yo, that's intense. That's crazy. Like, there's, you know what I'm saying? We're, like, talking about, like, you know, we just recently had the ACT for my high school and stuff like that. And I remember, like, the ACT over there was like, yo, we have multiple people with perfect scores. 
the kid behind me in math class but like skipped a grade and got like one point off of his act like crazy stuff like that bro never took notes just like mental math like bro we had one that was like some like semi-professional violinist that was like, oh my god also like a Jesus. small genius bro i'm telling you i was just like mind blown bro and they you know obviously i wasn't gonna learn how to play the violin in four <laughs> years but you're a tenor saxophone yeah i was playing the saxophone <laughs> i played the saxophone in bowling too and like bro when i got there everybody was way better i was like damn i gotta catch up bro i was like really trying my heart bro. and bro when i got there for basketball like at lincoln you know, i was the man at basketball whatever when i went to this school bro not i was in dog water but like people were dunking people were dunking bro in eighth grade and i'm like yo that's just to give you that perspective like what the hell i leaned into literally dude. so life is an experience what can i do with that put it on to my people bring it back to my community no, show these people beautiful. like yo you can be what you want to be but you got to work out a little bit so like i've started conditioning for some of those students it's not just for volleyball it's for whatever females want to be a part of anything if you're not in a sport right now come lift because lifting will show you what you can do when you actually get out into whatever sport mm -hmm. you're in which relates back to what am i doing for my team i took them to that college volleyball game it was the chicago tournament classic so all the colleges in chicago northwestern uic depaul and i think loyola had a tournament a volleyball tournament against it i took them to that shit bro it was their first time on, most of them was their first time on a college campus it was their first time seeing college because there's like no professional volleyball right it's just it is what it is it's yeah. college and then if you go play on like a semi-professional country team or whatever but rare took them to that bro and they're just in awe just shook by the power and strength and the speed of these women that looked just like them. They're one of their star players was like this girl from Puerto Rico. They had two girls from Argentina. They had like these other. Hey, bro, don't be like. Also, extend that invite to the college. <laughs> We're, I'm totally down to see. Bro, pull up. They're free, bro. We're gonna do another one this year for sure. Um, they're free. And then I took them to. Excuse me. There was one weekend where we had like a Saturday practice, but it was remote, and I made all my seniors pull up, and we applied to college. Mm. So we did that, and I had them apply to my college because it was. I knew the application process, and it was easy. I knew a lot of them would be able to get in, and it was just an option. Because once you apply to a college, you kind of know how to apply to the rest of them. Yeah. So I did that, and it was my college that got accepted. And then so at the end of the season, there was a college game. It was my um, alma mater versus, um, what was it, UIC. Mm -hmm. We went to that game again, like at our, our, our end of the season party. And it was dope, bro. It's just so dope just like being with another group of people that like share your passion and interest. But again, like I just told y'all, I'm putting them onto this. Like I'm showing them just like I'm showing y'all the snakes. Like a whole other side of it. Like this is... If you are just open-minded to it and you work for it or you talk or whatever, you ain't going to figure out something unless you put in some intention to it. Right. So that's, that's what I'm teaching. I guess I'm teaching just be intentional about what you're doing. Go hard for it. And that's it. Dude, that's amazing because I, I think like just talking back about like our middle school and our high school, like how we kind of like didn't have those kind of resources. Like for me, my personal experience was I was in track and cross country. So you got to run all year round. Mm -hmm. But the kids at York at Elmhurst, those guys have a whole academy for running and like they bend the rules by like their coach isn't allowed to like train them during the summer so they have the backup assistant coach like basically creating this program for them yeah and like we got lucky me and a couple of my guys were like able to run there and so i'm like dude this whole like vibe of training them like non-stop and like paying them for like this program was beneficial that's why these guys are state champions like every fucking year yeah dude. and it only got my mile to improve just by like one minute but that was a, that was a lot but that's awesome that you're able to like share that and like give it back because like you said lincoln was a crazy <laughs> it was crazy bro it was, it was bro. crazy it we dive in nutty. a little bit about that bro because <laughs> they don't know some of these crazy stories that like yeah where where are you guys from the area here uh not when i went to middle school i was from chicago oh uh, okay, but he sure. went to freedom and bourbon oh uh, okay right. for sure 
but the amount of like fights, the amount of like drama, the amount of like shenanigans going like on, like adult experiences that were happening at that school was like, okay, <laughs> this is like, different. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it is what it is. That's another thing also that I like about my demographic of students is like they're a little bit more like resilient, and that's a word that I teach my volleyball team. We mm. always talk about the word resilience, like your ability to come back or fight through things or be in a difficult situation, bounce back, and so. Just to kind of tie it all back to your first question, which was like, how do I coach my team versus the other coaches? I've had good coaches and I've had bad coaches in my life. The good coaches I've kept a connection with. For example, Mr. Fleming. I still talk to Fleming, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I, And I mentioned that to y'all too. And that's because, yeah, he was like my sixth grade basketball coach. And, you know, he believed in us and he was a positive guy. But like, there were things behind the scenes that Fleming was doing for me that were like, just cool. Just like, no one else was doing that. Yeah. So I just figured if I could just do for kids that no one else is doing, which honestly is not hard like little stuff bro like you know like for my team i buy them like granola bars bro and they're like lifted bro they're like my their whole day is made because whatever just because someone's doing something that they didn't expect and that's mm-hmm. like one small thing but like a coach like Fleming, bro i like him became he went from coach to mentor he visited me at college bro when i was like getting ready to graduate like those are the things that like i'm interested in doing if the, if the girls want me to be there i don't force myself into any like relationships with them if they want to cut it off at the high school it's cool do your best but hey you know where i'm at i'm here you know my agenda yeah i'm here to, to put people on i'm here to put our community and by our community i mean like whoever's willing to like listen like i'm not i'm not really about color social and economic status like even people that are in higher economic status and this happened in college bro have come to talk to me just to know my experiences and kind of like almost like bridge the gap mm-hmm. there's so many gaps where there's achievement gaps there's success gaps there's just gender gaps there's wage gaps like I'm trying to bridge some of these things together. Like that gap that I was mentioning from when I went to the suburbs versus what I was being exposed to in middle school. Even the middle school from, you know, my Lincoln, you know, excuse me, the Berwyn Middle School to the Bolenberg Middle School uh-huh. were substantially different. And that's when I was like, okay, there's a, there's a gap here. And this gap is what's pushing everybody, not everybody, but people from this community forward. Right. So what can we do? Well, I felt like I was part of like the higher tier of like academics in that school. And so I was just learning what those people were doing. And like, even like, you know, the high, like, you know, the honors kids and stuff like that were like also athletes and they were doing shit. And it wasn't like that where we were at. It was like, you have one lane, you stick to it. And that's you. So that's, those are some things that I'm trying to teach on my team. Like, yo, you need to, you need to, you need to put yourself somewhere where you can compete because this is what's out there in the world. Right. I don't know if y'all know yet, but you will find out. And at that point it might be too late. (laughs) <laughs> but there's competition out there bro so you need to you need to level up so that's what that's what being on my teams about well level yourself up athletically academically mentally physically emotionally spiritually whatever just level up bro it would have been great to have you as a team. <laughs> very inspirational bro. thanks literally thank you, thank you. you just touched my heart bro oh, that's crazy thanks, <laughs> thanks. well come to a game bro and watch us smack that ball around that's even more fun because yeah the, the heart to hearts are cool but at the end of the day my team is actually pretty decent too so <laughs> bro, come pull up come pull it, up <laughs> i believe it bro because that kind of motivation like that kind of energy that you're saying that you're passionate those people like those students feed off of that so it's like if my co- coach isn't like passionate why the fuck am i gonna like yeah if i'm just like a nobody like right just doing the sport just to yeah. do it and, and then kind of like you said like I, but i'm not just all about like the sports like yeah i do care about winning like because that's what's kind of like part of our performance like why do we not want to win mm-hmm. i'm not gonna act like i don't want to win that's that's fake that's not part of the sports culture but like it's not everything what can we draw away from this and as a coach who's went through multiple seasons has gone through multiple different coaches i know there are things to pull out of it and it's not about the wins and losses here's what it is here's what you can learn from this so be intentional about paying attention when you do learn Mm -hmm. from this 
like coming back from a loss or a deficit or doing something you never did before. Like those things like matter. Like what y'all doing right now, this podcast, this is like courage. This is bravery. Y'all stepping into something that's new, but hey, why not? You don't know where this is going to go. You don't know how great you're going to be until you put yourself out there to be it. So shout out to y'all, man, because y'all also doing what you need to do as young you know, young man, especially from the community. Like, Appreciate it, bro. That's what's up. That's why. That's why I was honestly excited when you pulled me up here. I was like, "Hey, that's what's up, bro." Like, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody else ever is gonna pull me on a podcast. <laughs> but at least you know, what I'm saying some homies looking out for another homie from the neighborhoods, like to put on for people that are viewing yeah. in the neighborhoods. Like that's. Dope. I appreciate that's it, bro. Dope as hell. Yeah, because the vision I have is like I want like Chicago creatives, people who are like doing shit. You know, like we had Diego. He has his band. I had a DJ the other day. Uh, we got some producers coming up. Some women. We're gonna get the lash tag. We're still gonna get some of those like, up, people. So we're just getting an array of people in the Chicagoland area. You know, just having vibes, enjoying, like having Look, fun. Yeah, bro. You're just talking. That's just. And talking, then bro. I use an excuse to catch up because I'm like, bro, I haven't seen Toro since like. Yeah. Like, we just like interacted those few times at the at, at Mo's and uh, at the party. <laughs> Whose house? That was, that was his house, by the way. That was a. Uh, <laughs> my house. That party. He was there and Freddie. Yeah. It was oh, a yeah, sweet birthday right, party, yeah. but he was hosting it at a Don's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did pull up for a little bit. But it, it's just crazy, like, the amount of, like... Yeah, it's been a while, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, 2017. Ago. Yeah, no. That was, like, when I first, like, reconnected with these guys. And, yeah, it was, like... I was going to bring Josue. Josue was going to come over, but he's sick right now. Okay, yeah. I was going to bring it full circle, but... <laughs> that's, that's cool. I found out Josue. Josue's been in my house and stuff like that now, like, at the new house that I live at and stuff like that. So, it's cool, bro. I like reconnecting. Like, I like reconnecting my... It was like my 25th birthday, bro. I was looking around and I even made like a statement. Like, I have friends here, bro, from like the school I went to in kindergarten uh-huh. and from every school that I went to after that. Because I transferred to a couple different schools through elementary school. And then, you know, obviously I transferred again in middle school. And then I went to several different colleges. And it was just crazy. Bro. I had people from all them damn schools in the building. Dude. And they're mingling. They're connecting. They're cool. They can say they're friends now. They know each other, whatever the case may be. You brought them but, together. Yeah. It's dope, bro. Dude. And that's, that's a credit to just being intentional do you want to keep in touch with people i ain't got no bad blood with you why can't we just reconnect like we was before Catch absolutely up. absolutely bro all right i want to finish it off with your athletic abilities bro because <laughs> i saw that video of you oh dunking bro God. how tall are you you're like five nine five ten um five eight <laughs> five eight bro you were dunking on that bro yeah but that wasn't like the 10 foot nba room. Uh, i was like yeah 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 <laughs> nah 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 i'm not dunking um i mean i am still athletic i do try to still stay athletic and like obviously being in a gym, nah, bro. You're you're on, you're like low balling yourself, bro. Like <laughs> in middle school, the amount of athletic that I remember, I have a good memory. But your athletic abilities as a middle schooler too was like out of this world, bro. You were fast as fuck, bro. <laughs> you're doing some crazy shit. You had a six pack, I think, and I'm like, Dang. bro, we were. In, I'm not even a developed <laughs> like. Six pack yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Like, oh, what man. jeans are like? You're half Puerto Rican, right? Like, what what do you got going, bro? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. What's bro. your secret? Like, let people know what's your diet routine right now. <laughs> Hard work, dedication, bro. All me, bro. It's That's all it. mine, bro. That's it's all it, mindset yeah. right there, bro. It, bro. I don't even know, bro. I still, like I said, I just like to stay athletic because, you know, I care about my value. And I, I care about my body and I value it. And, like, there's this thing I learned in PE. It's like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Like, if you're not using mm. your body and what you've been given right now, well, eventually you're just going to start to lose it. And it's only going to get worse. Uh, so. Part of that is the reason why, you know, I teach PE, why I'm passionate about athletics and stuff like that. The other part of it, it's still fun to me. It's, you know, it's my my therapy, if you will, if you know, if they, you know it's it's what I like to do. Um, so I still do like to jump. I still am fast. I still do play. I'm in a men's league for basketball. I got softball coming up next week. I still play, like, in the gym with the students. I play with my girls in basketball and volleyball. Like, I'm active. It's dope, bro. I don't know. It just feels good to be able to move around. Like, bro. and it brings people together, like. 
volleyball for sure. I wish I played more volleyball, but because that's like a fun sport that I think everybody's. Oh, is, we're is. we're huge volleyball players. Okay, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we play sure. at Sunshine Park over here. There's like a park here in yeah. Berwyn, so we're like we just like every it's fun. five p.m. after work, we're like, yo, let's go play volleyball real quick. And yeah, like, so that's cool. But in terms of like middle school, yeah, I guess I was like trying hard to be. Nah, bro, you were peak. You were really, like, <laughs> I was trying hard to be a good athlete. I was like peak performance. As soon as bro. they were saying like shit, puberty and muscles, and I was like, fuck it, push ups. <laughs> I was doing like fifty push ups a night. That was like what I was doing in, like middle school. But that's nothing, bro. Like I said, I moved to the suburbs, bro. I was middle tier. Like I was athletic, and I'm uh-huh. you know for my size and stuff like that. But being fast and five eight didn't matter if you were mid mid speed and six three you was gonna get past me so in in high school i continued working out stuff like that but i just realized again there was gaps and mm-hmm. i had to keep working harder to get to the not not to be a part of that the higher end of the gap you know what i'm saying it just required hard work so in high school yeah i was cool but in middle school yeah for sure i was going crazy <laughs> for sure i was going crazy in middle school there was no reason that i felt Fre- freddie too bro. like freddie i could do that much freddie was swole bro. yeah freddie for was no swole. Reason, dude. for no reason never <laughs> been swole <laughs> nah, nah, bro, you're, you're definitely killing it out there, bro. Bro, I've just been this skinny, just fast, like, I don't even know. It's just what, this is the only thing I've had. It's literally like, <laughs> it's the only thing I've had. if you're not going to grow, you better guy. get fast. If you're not growing, you better get fast. <laughs> and that's why I teach my team, I'm like, guys, we're not going to grow. This that's, is all we got. So we better learn how to run and jump. <laughs> that's the only thing we can do. That's the best way to get out of uh, Berwyn. <laughs> <laughs> run and jump the hell out of here? No, I, t- I bought, actually, I just bought for my school some vertical boxes. So like now kids are measuring like how oh, how, how high they can jump. Not that just the boxes that jump on top. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then yeah, so that's cool. That's Putting cool. them on, just, get, just bought some equipment, and now they're all doing it without realizing they like physical activity and they like jumping. These two little boxes have encouraged them. Like fuck it, every time I walk past, I'm just gonna try it. You're just tricking them too into like eventually exactly. getting their vertical up. Exactly. I still can't spike over the night. Oh, man. You got to pull up to a practice, dog. We can get you right. It'll take like <laughs> Please, bro, a weekend. These... It'll take like a weekend. I only got like good legs because of my mileage right now, but that's it. Yeah, that's what's up. I never could do like cardio and long distance stuff like that, man. For baseball, they used to have us run. Bro, oh my God. He's, 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 on, he's like downplaying himself, bro. We did pacers, bro. This ah, dude, that's man. the pace. This dude would do like 80, suicides. 90. Yeah, suicides with the fucking. No. All right, the pacer is up. Uh, highest pacer. In middle school was like a hundred and eleven or something. Yeah, crazy. bro, that that's endurance, buddy. That that's like endurance. crazy. Yeah, that was at like twelve and thirteen at fourteen, <laughs> and for no reason. At for no reason. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, for no reason. But at twenty six, bro, if I was doing a pacer right now, actually, we had to do the pacer in college as a PE student. But I did like not even fifty, dog. Oh I was like, yeah, nah. The nah, this was harder that. than I thought. This was harder than I thought. I was like, nah, this is not for me. And that was absolutely for no reason. I was like, y'all not proving nothing to me. Y'all not gonna <laughs> trick me. Y'all not gonna trick me into passing out through here. I'm I have nothing done. to prove here, bro. Yeah, uh, me. I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> so that was cool. But I do still like to just know that I could do something. It's like the vertical thing. Like I put, I think forty eight is like my thing, my standing vertical, whatever you want to call it. Dude, so you got hops. That's dude. cool. I still can't dunk though. Nothing crazy like that. I always wanted to, but like. I don't think I'm gonna. Thanks, that video I'm not working crazy. hard enough for that. I could. If I worked hard enough, you know what I'm saying? Everything I'm preaching. Nothing's if I worked impossible. hard enough, I could. Right. But yeah. shit, I'm not putting in that work right now because I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be for nothing. That'd be for a flex to randomly dunk on somebody one day. That's insane. You guys got any more questions? No, I, mean, I want to I wanna ask which one which one is his nose. Because <laughs> this guy got a lot of folds right here. Well, that's, just, that's probably his skill. <laughs> it has like the nostrils are on the top, oh. on the top of its like mouth. I guess you say like you see the lip. And the lip has like those. Those are heat something. We're just gonna call them heat something. Right. There's a certain name for like those openings in the mouth, 
And certain snakes have different sizes of that. Like some have like huge giant vents. Some will have smaller ones, just depending on like how that snake was created or the species. And again, there's so much v variety. These are good species for like keeping at home, but there's other stuff out there, but that's like out of this world. That's probably not, I wouldn't recommend for a first time pet owner, but for these advanced people that I'm watching and still learning from, it seems like, yeah. There's, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> a, year, a year from now, you're going to see me with like three rattlesnakes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to happily invite <laughs> Bro, you over. That's all. You're going to be like, he's going to be like, no la tiene. <laughs> <laughs> Esto tú no la tiene. this one. He's like, that's literally, oh, I stop. Uh, that's literally how it starts. You start with one and then you just buy more and more and more and more and more and more, more. Yeah, for sure. And then you just start to enjoy it too. I just came up with this. Enjoy it more. We're going to do that audio with this after this. We're going to do that skit on TikTok. Esto tú no la tiene. You don't got this one. Um, all right, bro. Well, I'm gonna end it off. That's with that. so funny. <laughs> that's so funny that we're talking about like Puerto Ricans and snakes. That's like one of the most like <laughs> I see this on Instagram like all the time. Like, oh, the weather's warm. Bet you see a Puerto Rican with a snake around his neck walking down the street or whatever. Is that, that actually be. a thing? Like for sure, bro. That's definitely a Spanish thing. Like for for <laughs> us to be weird and want to collect, you know, what I'm saying different things like that. I follow a bunch of like Spanish. They just happen to be Hispanic dudes on 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 Instagram that like go and dive into like water and wild catch and shit like that. Oh, okay. shit. That's crazy shit like that. But of course, it's just one of those fairy, you know, funny like Because we went to San Juan and say. like uh, with these guys and we went and we saw a bunch of like lizards everywhere and I'm just like, I want to take some of them shits. We didn't go to Culebra Island, bro. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go. Is that the bioluminescent um, island? I don't know, bro. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. guys got to prepare for interviews because yeah. like I know, bringing bro. up some it, it vocab is. and terms like, damn. <laughs> Yeah. Geography, science. <laughs> What's the I had the pamphlet, bro. I had the pamphlet. Yeah, you put that one up. You put that one up. What's the capital of Puerto Rico? Oh, you're asking someone? Uh, no, I don't know. It oh. is. It is. Oh, I thought you knew that. That's why you're reversing the joke. Psych. I don't actually know nothing. No. I'm trying to be humble now. Now he's a humble beast. Now he's a humble beast. <laughs> you just put a G Herbo Max on that? <laughs> Something I throw into education now and then a couple of G Herbo lines. Damn, <laughs> that boy's spitting, bro. That boy, on me, on me, on me. Hey, it works. Oh my god. I... <laughs> but um, all right, man. I'm gonna end it off with that one question. Um, so, man, before we go, like, is there anything inspiration, anything of a word of advice you want to give to like the people, like, say your students are probably gonna listen to this, or anybody, <laughs> anybody right now in the world, like. What do you want to tell those people, like the, what you've learned in your path and your experience? For sure. So there's this one quote, um, and it's by Muhammad Ali, and I'm I'm gonna paraphrase it. So if it's not exact, you know, respect to the king, R.I.P. But um, it's it's suffer now and live the rest of your life a champion. So like whatever you're trying to do, go hard at it. And if it gets hard, keep going. Do not stop. If it's a mistake, learn from your mistakes. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. If you're working with people, if you're working with things that are out of your control, another piece of advice I would say is to be able to forgive without forgiveness or excuse me. Yeah. Being able to forgive without an apology, excuse mm -hmm. me, forgive without an apology. And you learn that working with students and, and young minds and people also old minds, right? You know what I'm saying? You just learn that working with people. You learn that working with, you know, things like animals and things like, you know, I don't know, like I'm thinking of just things that are just could potentially be out of your control that could stop you and make you want to give up. Like, don't let that shit happen. Like forgive it. It happened. It was a testament to whatever, you could handle and then going back to that word resilience you are more resilient for it so just keep going keep going suffer now and live the rest of your life a champion eventually once you figure this out it's going to be easy and you're going to reap the benefits but you got to have that drive and that dog and that ambition to just keep going even when it's tough because otherwise you're not going to see you're not going to see that growth you're not going to see why it's worth getting to that point 
Mm-hmm. So that's the suffer now, live the rest of life a champion. Man, it's almost like you prepared for yeah, that. That's question, that's the advice. That's, that's the advice. That's the advice. That's that's off it's the dome. I, 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 that one, <laughs> that one, I teach to all my students. So I, I already had that one prepared when you said. It. I was like, all right, this is gonna be the one. That's dope, bro. Where can people find you? Where plug yourself right now? I know you got for your sure. merch right now, bro. For sure. So this is yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl made me this shirt and stuff like that. I don't got no merch to sell, but that would be dope. Someone actually said I should do that. So the store name um is wake up and snake up so i wake up every day and the first thing i want to do is snake up bro that's all i do i wake up i check on them i go to sleep go check on them go to sleep that's what i do so wake up and snake up that's on instagram that's really all i got right now i don't really do facebook i don't do youtube um i do like shorts and stuff like that. my instagram is wake up and snake up follow me check out my videos message me to post more so that i have like a fire under my ass to do so because i am being lazy with that so it's tough, if i see bro. people don't want to do it I'm gonna be like, I bet I'm gonna do it for you, and that's cool. <laughs> that's what's up, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, well, thank you so much, Anthony, bro. This guy, Thanks. he's he's him, bro. This is Timothy Joseph nah. Toro right here, bro. <laughs> no. In the flesh, bro. Thank you he, for coming. He's my bro. real government. He knew it. You knew my real government. <laughs> Timothy Damn. Joseph Toro. <laughs> I told you, bro. That was an Nardwar. I got everything right here, bro. Research. <laughs> you guys got anything else to say? Yeah, bro. Thanks for educating us. Thanks for letting us hold your snakes. It's been a pleasure. For sure, bro. Thank you. So does the size of the snake matter? <laughs> yes. Size so the way does the snake matter. Moves. Size does matter. Freddie, Freddie, any last words, bro? No, man, no last words. It's just a nice being here and seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> man, my boy Freddie put a lot of good info, man. Thanks, bro. No, thank you, guys. This is a Nuggy cast. Uh, we're trying to get going again with uh, new episodes every every week. I've uh, been a little behind, but we're working on it. I'm a one, we're a one-man army right now. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for next episode. Yes, sir. What's up? We gotta do clap. Y'all clap or some shit? Nah. Y'all clap or some shit? You pop bottles on. It's some sparklers. It's some sparklers. It's some sparklers.